what up, what up, what up? You know, it's Shy Seek Death Podcast, and I'm here with... The Creep. Berkey in the building. We got a special guest. Hey. Man, Mr. Will Green is in the building today. How are you, sir? Man, good, man, good. If y'all don't know about Will Green, I advise y'all to start Googling. This man is not just a basketball coach, but he is an entrepreneur and social community, social activist and community figure. I, w- I know community leader, I would say. Um, with mentoring positives, man. How are you today, sir? Man, I'm good, man. Good. Appreciate you having me, man. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. So, first of all. Are you excited for the basketball season? Man, I am. Um, it all depends which one, college, NBA, <laughs> uh, high school. Like, well, you know, it's about to all start here pretty soon, man. Uh, uh, I just dropped my daughter off at college yesterday at Carthage in Kenosha, uh, so she about to go hoop down there. So pretty excited. How's that treating you? <laughs> man, it's, um, it's different, man. You know, got a seven-year-old at the house, so she missing her big sister right mm. now. So, mm. But, um, yeah, we, we grew up um, – Got an eighteen-year-old off to college, and she's ready to tackle the world. Yeah, man, I feel that. <laughs> so, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and, and could you tell us about mentoring positives? Yeah, man. Um, really, in a nutshell, mentoring positives, um, you know, is a creation that I did in two thousand and four, and so um, it's is really a replication of um, my upbringing, uh, my mom, you know, uh, Muriel Pipkins. Mm-hmm. Bless her soul. She passed away at 46 um, from breast cancer. So I watched my mom pass away at 46. And so that was a traumatic moment for me in my life, coming from Gary, Indiana, um, number one murder capital at the time, where basketball gave me the opportunity to get out of that city and um, explore and, and see other opportunities. So I landed in Madison in 2001, um, was working in the juvenile justice system um, for adjudicated youth through the court system. So I was basically a probation officer for juvenile delinquents. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I just wanted to kind of get into a space where we can try to create them from not going in the system. So I created the mentoring program, took my mom's initials after her death, Muriel Pipkins, created mentoring positives, and uh, been been pouring love and, and mentoring in kids for for about 19 years, going yeah. on 20 years That's next beautiful. year. <laughs> that is beautiful. So I had the, um, the pleasure of meeting meeting you I want to say it's probably getting close to a decade ago, man. It's like crazy how time is flying. And uh, I got brought into the Boys and Girls Club to speak and just speak with some of the youth. And the things that I've watched you create with these young adults has been insane to say. To Like, it's been a beautiful thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Now, you didn't just decide to mentor them. You're also teaching them entrepreneurial skills yep. with the things that you're doing. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, for sure. And so, um, and um, I'm actually in the Darbo Worthington Park neighborhood on the east side, okay. um, over by the Department of Corrections. Um, it's a little neighborhood been ducked over on that side, and so it's the Salvation Army uh-huh. um, Community Center that was um, allowing us to utilize the center for our kids. And so, Shaw came over with a little connect. Our big boy Les and yeah. uh, he came over and we was in front of the boys. But I use hooks. I use the hook the hook is the key is our motto. And so basketball, I knew I would always engage a lot of African American boys um into the group. And so when I have that platform, we can talk about not having a father, not having um, you know, the supports we need to be successful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your school support, you know, um things of that nature. So all things the kids was going through, Tupac Shakur. Nas, whatever it was, you know, we put it on their brain. Um, and so that gave me the platform to do that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I ran to a white activist, <laughs> and um, I had just went through a sustainability leadership program at um, Edgewood, and um, we was learning about urban agriculture, uh, Will Allen down in Milwaukee. And I was into all this sustainability, didn't know what it was really, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about, but I'm learning leadership through this process. And so a uh, white dude came by, I was like, hey, we got to get the kids doing something. I was like, yeah, we do. He's like, uh, let's make salsa. I was like, let's make salsa. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and so, You're like, I'm you know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so um, I had some relationship with some of the boys. We actually in the dang on garden um, picking tomatoes, peppers. We pouring water on each plant trying to be sustainable. Um, so it's just a project, and we was able to make a couple few um, 
got the Salvation Army kitchen approved by the, um, you know, public health. And so we was able to make about four cases of salsa. We was in there all night. I was like, no, nah, we can't do that. <laughs> you know, like, man. And so I had a production um, company take over for us. And so we started um, make, creating a salsa off the block. So the kids came up with the name, get themselves off the block. And so um, from our hood to your table. And so we got a mild and a spicy salsa. Um, we've been doing that for about 10 years. Um, it's in all Willie Street co-ops right now, um, Metcalf, Hilldale, West Town. Um, and so we pay the kids to do that, you know, um, throughout the summer and throughout the school year. So, and we got a pizza off the block pizza. So we got seven varieties of pizza. They make the stuff over there at the feed kitchen on the North side. And, um, it's a beautiful thing cause they get to see product go from start to finish, um, mm. and put it on the shelf. So, and you know what that is, that's entrepreneur. So, you know, it's, um, it's been a joy, man, to use those hooks and engage kids. And uh, we do it all with love, man. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, the kids know we love them and care for them. And um, that's, that's the biggest thing is the relationship. So that's the biggest ingredient to how we move kids and move people. That's so dope. <laughs> Beautiful. For, for some of us, is what's so dope about what you just described is when whenever it's basically like a if you've done anything with illegal activities you understand the hustle is the same <laughs> right what no you just described it. is literally no like let me grow but i'm gonna grow some plants yep. i'm gonna grow some vegetables yep. and i'm gonna turn that into something else yep. and then i'm i got my team to yep. produce it and put it in and yep. boom now we're in stores and I, that's what's so dope to me is when you, when you describe exactly what you did, yep. it's no different than listening to Jay-Z on Reasonable Doubt yep. talk about exactly how he did yep. <laughs> with, the, with the legal uh, substances. Yeah. And so it's, it's more than just a hook because anybody, the, what people don't, I don't think people realize is that our youth understands that game oh, sure. more than they'll understand any business. They don't, if if you have someone with a shirt and tie and come in and just talk business to them and just throw out these big words, they won't understand that. You start throwing out the numbers and how it breaks down, they'll, they'll mm -hmm. get that like that. And when you talk about product, when you talk about moving this and moving this, and then they can see that they can make money mm -hmm. without all the danger, mm -hmm. without all the legal problems, yep. you're going to end up, <clears throat> you may not make as much doing it this way right away, yep. but long-term you save money because yep. now you don't have lawyer fees. Yep. You don't have to worry about yep. certain other problems. <laughs> you don't put in the same amount of hours. For and real. so it's like, man, I, I want you to understand what you've created here and, and like accept these flowers right for now. Real, because man, um... you have you have created <laughs> something so incredible for our youth that is mind blowing. And the way you just described like I'm just thinking like <laughs> literally the way you described that, like, yeah, we so we were in the kitchen, we were doing this, <laughs> we were we were doing this, and then we decided that we don't want to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are going to have a third party do mm -hmm. it and move it, and it's in these stores, and you can mm -hmm. go get it here. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, man, I appreciate the flowers today, man. I, I do got to say that because, you know, um, sometimes as being a leader as I am, you know, 19 years in the game, you know, a lot of people would think um, this is easy, you know, because I get a lot of um, publicity sometimes, you know, and people see the headlines, but they don't understand, like, I don't, I don't sleep, you know, they don't mm -hmm. see the, it's you know, the iceberg the effect, iceberg, right? You know what I'm saying? Say, so uh, they don't see that, and um, then they don't equate them, you know, my peers feel like they're on that level. And I'm not, that's no disrespect. It's just I've been in the game for 19 years, and some people coming into the game three years, mm -hmm. and they want to be on that same level, and they don't understand the journey and the sacrifice that I've put into this. I got a wife, I got two kids, and I had jobs in between trying to grow this mm -hmm. nonprofit. You know what I mean? So it means a lot to me, and that's why I go hard about it. And um, no kid now, after 20 years, when I see them, they're grown men. Yeah. They can tell me what kind of effect it was on them you know they grabbed me in the store you know i'm having more of these instances where damn man i remember what you were saying in that exact gym it don't matter who you was if you was a hooper or not so 
um, just mean a lot because I put it on my mom to do it. Mm -hmm. So people don't understand my passion to go about this. And that's why I keep going. And um, when it seems like the odds can't happen, I'm just going to exceed them. I'm going mm -hmm. to jump the hurdle, you know, so that's the way I live it. <laughs> that's so dope. That why, <laughs> dude, that why is unstoppable. Yeah, like, for sure. Oh, I have chills right now. <laughs> I do. Um, with, with this term, seek death, our biggest thing is to talk about trying to bring about mental wellness, health, things of that nature, mm -hmm. but look at it from a different aspect because everybody's talking about being your feelings and do this and figure it out. And that's all dope. My big thing is as a coming from where I've come from, done the things that I've done, coaching and mentoring mm -hmm. people is the one thing, <clears throat> excuse me, the one thing I have learned is that you can't get anywhere in this world unless you're willing to push yourself to a limit that everybody else thinks is insane. Mm -hmm. When you talk about not sleeping, when you talk about doing this, when you talk about just, I'm gonna work different jobs and be a husband and be a father and do this plus mentor. And the biggest thing that I don't think people realize, and I haven't done in 19 years, I'm, I'm just recently just 11 or 12 so i can't even understand mm -hmm. another like another almost <laughs> decade of this like wow <laughs> it's like that's that, that that's insane you become a father figure to these youth when you talk about seeing them in the mm -hmm. store and they're grown men now mm -hmm. grown men and they look at you differently and they hopefully understand mm -hmm. the lessons you were trying to teach what was that moment for you where you were like okay I have to throttle down, hit the gas pedal, mm. and essentially seek death and really push past any limitation you might have. Mm -hmm. What was that moment for you? Yeah, man, um, that might have came like three and a half, four years ago. You know, I'm 51 now, so time just kind of, I forget some things, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> clarity sometimes. But um, it's about four or five years ago, man, you know, I... Um, I hit a point, and I remember when I started the mentoring program, and um, I was trying to do everything, cross all my, t cross all my T's, dot all my I's, and I was um, consulting with other people that was trying to do their mentoring program because it was a thing in, in early two thousands, and she was like, "Well, don't, don't kill yourself. You won't get this for like fifteen years." I'm like, "What the hell is she talking about?" You know, I'm like, "What, is, what she mean?" But she was just saying, "You weren't gonna get it all. Your ducks in a row. You weren't gonna understand financial and ports, mm -hmm. all these things, mm -hmm. all the fun factions that went." I was like, ah, okay, boom, hit me 15 years. I'm like, because I was starting to like, what's your five, 10 year vision? You know, it's kind of cloudy in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But after 15 years, you're like, oh, no, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of getting this system. Mm -hmm. I, I understand the game, the funding game, and where everybody's standing, where everything's going. Like, mm, I understand the city functions. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I see exactly how we got here and what's going on. So that's when I started to be like, okay. Nah, I know exactly what we want to do here mm. and been working on that for, for a long time. Like the salsa, you know, I had somebody else doing it, but we brought our salsa back here to Madison just this April, May. So we do it ourselves now. We oh, don't have wow. nobody else do it for us. So we do the salsa and the pizza from creation to sauce, right from the sauce, cooking it, chopping it, and putting it in the jar. So nobody else do it for us now. So we just moving things. You move things back here um, this spring. A lot of people don't know because we're a small company still too. So if we have some big marketing company, we can do those things. We're, we're actually working with a nice marketing company now, twofold marketing. You got to find a place that can really adapt to your skills and yes. your needs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they were able to do that, and they started to figure who out who we are. And so now they can put our message out a little a little bit better than what mm -hmm. we were able to do. Because I'm the janitor. I'm the um, audio person i'm everybody yeah. in it you know what i'm saying yeah. you know how that go and yeah. so you'll see def just make it be like man you got to push through when you get tired still got to push through because i like quality and um just running into those guys and them being able to say that to me really made me feel like damn the seeds i have been planting holy smokes they they rising right mm -hmm. now because he come tap me on my back i got grown men grown boys talking about they love me no no blight no black yeah. kids is driving down the street saying me and my wife was like mother and father to them mm. in front of their peers without having an effect on them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I love them and 
some, right now I've been having a lot of girls in our program. And I think a lot of people don't know we, we've come up with a lot of boys in our program. Mm -hmm. And it's only because the Salvation Army gymnasium is unavailable right now. The gym mm -hmm. is gone. So that, that was a major part of my hook. Mm -hmm. But we've been dealing with kids that's been in, in the system. I don't care who you are. I'm going to give you the chance. I'm going to love you. And uh, I'm going to tell you when you're doing it wrong, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, this is what you got to do to stay out of the system. It's up to you to make the choice. You got to mm -hmm. walk out the house and have a brand on you. And nobody wants a bad brand. It's just yeah. like being in the store. Somebody going to pick up the one on the top shelf than the bottom shelf. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm -hmm. <laughs> they got to know that. And so I, I instilled that and plugged it in them, man. So, Man. <laughs> You got a question over there for me? I'm just absorbing information. It's oh. so beautiful. It's so, it's just, it's amazing to hear. Yeah. It's amazing to hear. What is the, what, where do you see mentoring positives 10 years and 20 years from now? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I got a clear vision. And, um, you know, kudos to a lot of my allies in the community because I wouldn't be here 20 years without them. And, um, you know, they know who they are. You know, I'm not going to sit on here and, like, plug them all day because I don't want to forget nobody, right? And so, but a lot of people had hand and um, supporting us financially to get us to where we are today. And I appreciate that, you know. So, um, really exciting, you know, on the east side in the Darvel neighborhood. This city is less than 300,000, y'all. And so, we have all these ills and wills with the mm -hmm. kids and everything going on. But a city of less than 300,000. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Y'all tripping. We got a lot of money here in this city. People say we don't, but we do. Mm. <laughs> and um, we got 10 low-income neighborhoods. They renters surrounded by homeowners in our city, whether it's Darbo, Meadowood on the west side. We got mm -hmm. these We got these neighborhoods. That's where our kids and our issues are coming from, right? They go into the school, mm -hmm. feed into the community. And so we got to invest in our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And so I sit in a unique space um, being a community leader. And I think about the Alex G, the um, Clean Cares, and uh, Ruben. Anthony's, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I feel like I'm part of that group because um, if you think about their 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 things that they're doing, like mm -hmm. one city just opened up and they shut him down. I remember I was there, shut him down. And then Alex G getting his space and then Ruben with the Black Business Hub. Um, those are all entities these men been working on 20 years. I've been mm -hmm. here and now they getting big, beautiful buildings. Well, of course, that's the next thing for Mentoring Positive. Have a big, beautiful building where we can centralize our operations and have all the things that people need, especially in a low-income neighborhood. People should be walking across the street, having jobs in the building. Uh, we mm. should be hiring people from the building. Uh, we should have all social services, everything right there, where every little neighborhood needs, mm -hmm. where they can be within reach. You know, We have resources in our community where um, they may be helping you with housing or jobs or whatever. You have to take a little piece of those um, entities and mm -hmm. put them in the neighborhood so you can coordinate that, right? Like, mm -hmm. they just missing gaps in our community. And the longer we run to people and think that the problem can be taken care of through one entity, you're wrong because it don't trickle down to where it needs to be and mm -hmm. we're not sharing in the way that we need to share and collaborate. Don't co take collaboration too lightly. <laughs> yeah. People want you to collaborate, but everybody can't collaborate because your heart and your soul got to be in the right place yeah. before you take that step and do that. And so um, I don't often do that, you know, and if I'm seeking you out, it's a reason because I feel mm -hmm. like there's a <laughs> mutual mm -hmm. kind of thing that mm -hmm. we're trying to do. And so, um, you know, that's that's what it is, man. I think five to ten years, oh, we got a real exciting project happening right now. I can't say it right now. Oh, I want mm, some of my people to know before, yeah, <laughs> from, before it happened, man. But it's going to be an exciting space. And then for the neighborhood, you know, I'm, I'm working on a major project with that. And um, I really feel like it's going to be um, something that's really important for the neighborhood and for the mm -hmm. city. Mm -hmm. You know, people have us around the country talking about how we did that. Because I see it and I know how to do it. If y'all look at Bayview, Bayview, the neighborhood across mm -hmm. from Brigham Park, you know, mm -hmm. see that big building, beautiful building going up over there. I met the executive director, Alexis, and um, I'm giving her kudos because I was just so inspired as a leader to go over to her neighborhood, which is the same as Darbo. Mm -hmm. It's happening already. And um, Truex even, you know, they upgraded mm -hmm. the apartment. So it's happening. We just got to put a better lens on it. And we got to put more voice to it mm -hmm. because 
people say they want to invest in the neighborhoods, but I don't know. Ooh. That's where we need to be. And it's not easy. I get that. But we get everything else done. When we make other things in the city, we make sure that it don't fall, right? Mm -hmm. So we need to do the same things for the neighborhoods. And our people got to be ready, too. Mm -hmm. Our people got to be ready. They got to come to the table, you know, and they got to voice their opinion on what they need and what they want. And they got to show up. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not talking about nobody. You know, people will say Will Green said this or whatever, but they won't. The people that listening to that want to listen to that. <laughs> they don't come talk to me. Yeah. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Get my mm -hmm. side. They want to listen to that. They want it to be that way because a lot of people would like to see you fail. And that's unfortunate. But. That's what drives me, too, because mm -hmm. I refuse to fail. Mm -hmm. I come from Gary, Indiana. If I came from the background I came from, I was refusing to fail. I always envisioned being somebody. I didn't know. I didn't know I'd be messing with the mayor of the city, chief of police of the city. I didn't want to, right? I come from Gary, Indiana, and that wasn't my space. So I'm just blessed to be walking this path, right? I'm not doing nothing special. This path is always laid. I'm just a vehicle. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> For real. You are beyond just an inspiration. Like, there's, I'm always in awe of you. I'm always inspired inspired by you. Um, and just the things that you continue to do. Like, and if we've had, We've had some dope conversations, and if so, if if the thing you're not saying <laughs> happens to be that man, like that's yeah, that's no. that's dope. For because sure. then it's like, oh yeah, I know, I know what no you're doubt. talking about, and no you're, it's about to change the landscape of that area. Yep. And now, like I, if you live in Madison, and you understand the dynamic in Madison as far as where certain things are happening and where certain things are, are going on. That's one thing. Now living in the neighborhood myself and mm -hmm. being there, and it was like one of the first, <laughs> we, we talked about this before. It's like one of the first things I had to do is walk down the block, check in with some people like, look, mm -hmm. hey, hey, what's good? Like that, whoop, mm -hmm. up to bang. And it's like, show that level of respect. So, we can now have conversations differently. Yep. And it's like, look, you messing up. Like, come on, man. Like, mm -hmm. been there and done that. Mm -hmm. You, you wilding right now. Mm -hmm. Like, cool out. And um, talking about Big Les, that man pulled up at my crib the other day <laughs> just to chop it up with me. Like, man, it, and it had all my neighbors afraid that I started getting texts. Nice. Like, is everything okay? <laughs> yeah, like, like officer can't, I can't just talk with an officer. Like, let me talk. Like, come on, man, what's wrong with like, For real. Uh, we, we can't have conversations with an officer? Nah, it's just, just like, it's it's funny. Um, You're also a married man. How long you been married? Man, um, man. 20 years, Ooh. 20 years. So I met my Ooh, wife, me. yeah, I met my wife in 91, man. Uh, when we, I, I played ball at UW-Eau Claire. Um, so I met her when she came up for freshman, her freshman, I transferred in as a junior from junior college, um, Kankakee, Illinois. And um, she was on her freshman orientation. And so she, I ran into her at the end and um, she was a cheerleader. I was a hooper. And we just been going, we've been going back and forth. You know what I mean? You know, we ain't had our we ain't had our bumps, you know what I mean? But um we just understand each other and um I've always, you know, I've always been a person that um, you know, I just don't want conflict and um you, you know, it's a mutual thing. You know what I mean? Everything yeah. is a mutual thing and you gotta be willing to be be that way. And we still learning, you know, it's fifty year fifty one years old. Um in a relationship, and I feel like I'm just now learning how to communicate and um, be the person you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? So, um, well, that's it, it's a lifelong journey, you know. So that's the thing as a man. I I don't know. I can't speak for women. I just as a man, we don't get taught how to communicate. We don't get, and as as black men, we don't get. That's not a conversation that yeah. you have. No. It's like no, that's no. You don't get told how to properly communicate with with women with men and the, and the 
And the one thing that I, I try to have, I have this, actually I had this conversation with my daughter. I was like, you have to understand you can't talk to men a certain way. Like, because I watch her with her boyfriend and it's like, baby, chill. Mm-hmm. It's like, see, men don't talk to other men like that a certain way. There's re- like, uh-huh. I'm not going to come up to you uh-huh. and wild out uh-huh. unless I'm ready to throw uh-huh. hands. I'm just not going to do that. Yep. So it's like, understand how to communicate goes both ways. And as men, understanding how to communicate with a woman uh-huh. is one thing. What are, what are some things you could say um, for, for not just men, but for everyone? 20 years is a long time, it Will. It is, man. 20 it years is, is, is kind of unheard of now. For real. I was just going to say, I don't For real. Know. For real. What's, it, what's the key? It definitely is. Um, what was the, what's the, better yet, what's, what's the key the for you? For sure. What has worked for you? Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, um, we didn't have our first kid until I was, what, 31, 32, 30. And so, um, and we still wasn't ready at that time, <laughs> but um, that you know that changes things in a relationship. Yeah. And but it also it can be a good thing and a bad thing because mm-hmm. the mom turns to the kids and start you know dealing mm-hmm. with the kids, working with the kids. And I'm very, I'm I'm a girl, I'm a girl dad. I got two daughters, and um, so it's no thing for me to do their hair, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. do my laundry and, and yeah. all the things. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. put the, all that on my wife. I cook, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it just it just worked too good, and so um, for us, man, it's really like like I said, the communication and mm-hmm. men and women, you know, we are different. Just just plain fact, mm-hmm. and so, mm-hmm. um, and we 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 want different things at different times, and so you know, I'm I, I'm finding out I. I, I, I'm a cuddle guy, right? You know, you don't know that <laughs> yeah. maybe at first. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But you may need that. And and it's not from, our men don't, you know, women may take it from, I need to like hold you or touch you or whatever. But yeah. that's an emotional bond that mm-hmm. from a man's standpoint that I, sometimes I feel like a woman might not understand. You know, I need that from her. You know, it's not just I want to be with you. It's that I spiritually am bonding with you yes. in that way. And so, um, those are deeper discussions. Maybe we can have back half a man's <laughs> man discussion. I still want the women involved because, you know, it needs to be talked about because mm-hmm. those are the things that's mm-hmm. going to kind of push us to the next next level of another mm-hmm. 20 years if we can understand that. And things have changed. You know, my daughter, my older daughter is out of the house now, and now we just got the little one, you know what I mean? So I told my wife yesterday it's like a pressure that's off of us because we've raised this, yes. you know, firebird is their name, you know, the Carthage <laughs> firebird. So I was like, we ain't let this bird, like, spread her wings. She about to fly, you know what I'm Ooh. saying? So, yeah, that's the way I feel right now. And so it's kind of like we've mastered that. We had our first daughter the first 11 years mm-hmm. by herself. Mm-hmm. And then we had a sibling because she wanted it. So we was like, oh, man, we should give our older daughter a sibling. So we yeah. got blessed with another baby. So she's seven. But now it's like, babe, you get your time by yourself now mm-hmm. on, the, on the back end. Mm-hmm. But you had your sister to, like, lead you a little bit. Yes. So, But she really broke up, man. She was crying before I came here. And I know it's kind of like losing somebody. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. Little one is kind of like the only, so I'm gonna take it to the arcade tonight. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. gonna get it in, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Oh. <laughs> oh, see, I think more people just need to hear that. Um, man, twenty years will. So, the one thing I don't know since '91, like I'm, my mom's white, my dad was black, mm-hmm. and so. That's even 20 years ago. That wasn't like a normal thing. No. So what what was life like that for you being married to a white woman mm-hmm. going through to that like what was that experience like? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I remember when I took my wife to Gary, Indiana for the first time. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> wait, you know, wait, yeah, no doubt about it. Think about that, right? Like, oh, for real, for real. Man, that's like, for real. Like, Gary, yeah, like, no doubt about it. Right? Anytime we, anytime I had to pull up at Gary, because I grew up 
you know, Chicago, like anytime you got to pull up to yeah. Gary, that's a different pull up. That's like you must, it's you treat Gary the same way you treat the south side of Chicago. Like you, you pull up just a little bit different. It's, Cats came and got gas, yeah, it was a little bit cheaper and left. Like, yeah, so it was different, man. You know, Gary was definitely different. And, um, especially when I was growing up in the early 70s, you know, things was good in the early 70s. I think late 70s, early mm. 80s, when things started popping off, you know, crack cocaine and, yeah, all these crazy laws locking people up and just the disruption in that time yeah. frame, right? We can talk about that forever, but um, man, um, for me, it's just um, you know, I forgot what is our point. The, the, uh, being married, to yes, 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 uh, for sure. So, um, just you know, being with um, being with a white woman, you know, always getting looked at, you know. Mm. The black man needs the white woman, you know what I mean, to for us to thrive yeah. and for us to be, you know, successful. And um, you can always tell when I was in that relationship, you know, a lot of people would think that she runs the like mm-hmm. relationship, right? She's the white person. She, yeah. I'm, I'm yep. bowing down to this white woman and um, no disrespect, you know, it wasn't that. You know, I'm a very secure man. Um, I'm very confident, you know. Um, I give my wife the freedom to, like, be who she want to be, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm, I don't worry about that. And so um, my my children, they go black. Like, they mm-hmm. they operate as being black, yeah. right? And so I was like, man, you got this white privilege over here, though, babe. <laughs> 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 yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, they they, 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 they they go that way. And, you know, so it's like my wife and um, I could tell, like, people look at me different yeah. or they, they treat us different. Um, even my kid, you know, a lot of people think my kid is privileged, right? But, you know, for sure, it's so crazy to think that because my, my daughter is beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's a beautiful girl. Um, they call the ball head dad, ball head dad, and you get them everything. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's very true. You know, I want my daughter to have things. That's why I grew up. I wanted her to have the best experience from where I came from. Because I come from a home that didn't have water sometimes, you know, mm. no lights, no heat sometimes. I've been there. I've done that. Um, roaches in the house, you know what I mean? Like, I come from that space. And um, I always dreamed of being something different than that space. Mm-hmm. And so if I come from where I come from, you can be whatever the hell you want to be. Yes. And um, that's what I put in people. And so um, I just feel like, you know, first time I took her home to meet some of my black friends, that was different because I come from Gary, Indiana, 80% African-American. I didn't I didn't yep. date white women or anything when I was in high school and stuff. I didn't start doing that until I got to college. And um, it wasn't that she was white. It was just a bond yeah. that grew over time. And even if she didn't have all the qualities at the time, um, you grow on people. People grow on you, and mm-hmm. you put such a commitment into things that you don't want to start something else with somebody else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so it just it was just one of them things. But it is tough because, you know, oftentimes, and people have, hard, have a hard time figuring this out and understanding this, but I don't get treated like a I'm black, right? Mm-hmm. I have this white woman on my shoulder. Yeah. And so when you're in this community of black and you mm-hmm. see this white, you know, it's hard for you not to take the perception of like that's what he think makes yep. him a man. And that's just not it. But all things change. You know, if my wife was sitting right here right now, you would meet her and be like, Oh, you cool them all. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, I got, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, they like, boom, then she's no different, right? Because mm-hmm. we get to that space. And so, um, but it's tough, man. It's tough, you know, because I'm outside. I'm always be outside. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in Madison. And I got guys that I be around, they grew up in Madison, you know, so they had this Madison thing about them, whether it's Southside Raiders, wherever yeah. they grew up, whatever neighborhood they grew up yeah. in, what their relationships is, I can't see that because I came 20 mm-hmm. years, 20, mm-hmm. 30 years later in their life, yep. you know. So even when I'm doing this work, you may think I get a lot of people to support that work or whatever, and I'm not saying they don't. I'm just, I just know I'm an outsider. I know yeah. that'll be hard for people to kind of calculate and, and see what yep. I'm talking about, but um, you know, from a black man um, state, and I have a good black man group here. Like mm-hmm. I, can, I can connect with black men. Mm-hmm. We we respectful and mutual, but it's not the love that you know I would seek. You know, um, in Madison myself, I, so no, it can I be an isolation, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a basketball coach too. Like I coach the girls' basketball team at Madison La Follette. The varsity, and so being a coach is not an easy job. Yeah, I would I would say, um, 
sometimes I think, and it was funny because I was talking about this earlier, having a different, having an outside perspective allows you to not get caught up with this is my neighborhood, this is my this, this is, you can look at it from a whole and say, okay, this needs, this this should be fixed, this should mm -hmm. be fixed, this should be done, this should be done, and it's not my neighborhood where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were back in Gary, it's really easy to focus mm -hmm. on the one block where you grew up in, because when I go back home, mm -hmm. it's like I'm paying attention to that block, maybe the park I played ball at, mm -hmm. maybe the school I went to, and outside of that, I don't, three blocks over, mm -hmm. that's not where I grew up, that's not where my people mm -hmm. were, so it's, it's different. And so I, I think that gives you, people may not give you enough credit mm -hmm. and maybe not, and that's the weird part. You deserve, in my eyes, and I, if I have to say, I believe in Berkey's eyes too, more credit, more flowers, <laughs> because this isn't your neighborhood. Right. This isn't where yeah. you grew up in. You don't this have is, like the emotional like, exactly. history. Like, exactly. Hey, hey, like, so exactly. the, putting the putting more time exactly. and like, the one thing, uh, yeah, the one thing we people get caught up in in chasing money mm -hmm. and caught up in what I would call now. In a way, this building is virtual reality. Mm -hmm. because someone had to build this. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it'd be trees and forests right now. Mm -hmm. And so time is the only thing that matters, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to put that time into a community that you did not grow up in mm -hmm. and lose sleep, sweat, lose time with the most important people in your life, mm -hmm. your ladies, and like that's something to be... Um, applauded something mm -hmm. to be like should encourage us even more to be better human beings Absolutely. and I, I would even take it a step further i think i can this is this is i believe the fact that you you understand women now whether you understood women or not before you had daughters or whatever the case may be you coach a women's woman's team, mm -hmm. which means you have to learn. You've had to learn how to mm -hmm. communicate differently. You've had to learn how to move mm -hmm. differently, and it it teaches you values that nobody will understand unless you have a daughter. Mm -hmm. The oldest, my, I have two kids. My oldest is the daughter. Like mm -hmm. is my daughter. Like I had to really change and grow mm -hmm. up a lot. When you have a daughter, is way different mm -hmm. and. Coaching so many, like as a coach myself, coaching so many women and having my gym be like for a while there, almost all my fighters were were women. It's the and home so of the like, honeys. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you have to. It, it's it's a different. Mm -hmm. You learn how to communicate differently, and you understand empathy mm -hmm. differently. And so I think that's I. A lot of men may not understand that. Mm -hmm. And listening to you talk about I cook and I clean, and like it's it's a funny value that I don't think people realize how much that um, really sorry it sets the foundation. I talked about it on a podcast on the Black Currency podcast um, a while back. My morning routine is waking up, doing the dishes, feeding the dog, walking the dog, making my girl coffee. Not because I have to do any of that, mm -hmm. but that sets a foundation for my my morning right there that is like I am doing all this for some for my girl, for my dog, for other people. Mm -hmm. I'm making sure that like my kids are always like everything, nothing is about me mm -hmm. and that humbles me to the like in ways that I cannot stress. Mm -hmm. I mean, Eric Thomas talks about it. Like, if you're having trouble with your relationship and your ego is getting in the way, iron some clothes and do some laundry real quick. Mm -hmm. Not because, like, just so you can understand mm -hmm. 
how to humble yourself even more and and get away from these gender roles and these miss mm-hmm. yeah man like well you deserve all the flowers i don't i don't know you just feel like like you move from a place of love and yeah. and good intentions mm-hmm. and it's really beautiful yeah yeah definitely appreciate it and um until you you know i always think about going back to my city because my city is like a war zone right mm-hmm. like if people go to Gary, Indiana, like the downtown is all boarded up. Yeah. You know, they don't take down condemned homes, ain't picking up the trash. You know what I'm saying? It's like really bad. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and things may pick up. You know, I know they're trying to, you know, revitalize mm-hmm. some things. It takes time. But um, growing up from a city, it's like, whoa, this well, I thought that's what life was like. Yes. Until I got outside of there, right? Like, whoa, okay. So, like you said, man, I'm here in the city that I'm throwing it all on the line. And my city is back home where I know they can utilize my services yeah. and what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So to be doing that, I think people do need to look at it from that that state of mind, that 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 place. Because, you know, when funding come out, um, a lot of people buy for the funding in, in the community, especially yeah. if you run an organization. And so that's when I was started out. You know, people can think like, well, why do we get the resources we get? Well, I've been here 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, you only been here three. <laughs> like, yes. You, you, you know, no disrespect, but you're just not on this level. No, time is valuable. Yeah. Time, yeah. time means time something. That, like, it shows it's the most consistency important thing. and discipline. Yes, of yeah. course. And that's why you do the things you do in your life. And so it means something for real. It does. And uh, when it comes to women, you're right, man, because it's a delicate thing. And, um, you know, I wanted my daughter to be strong. I wanted her to know, like, you don't need a dude. You know, we always carried it in that way. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to do that, you know. she. So, um, you know, our daughter told us before she left, she was like, y'all did it right. You know what I mean? Y'all did it right. And to have your daughter say that. Yeah. You know, as parents, to be like, we did it right because we, I told her what was going to happen. I told her everything that was, how things was going to go before it came, right? Because mm-hmm. you know it's going to happen. Like, yep. when you get to middle school, they're going to talk crazy, man. You're going to hear all yep. kinds of sex stories yep. and all these things. So she already knew that. So it wasn't a shock culture to her mm-hmm. when she heard it and when yes. it was going down. Like, oh, she had to keep, from, uh, keep it from us. Right. Yeah. And so right. we put it out there all the time. So she is like, damn, that, that, that. I'm like, hey, I already told you. Like, yep. this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, so it made it okay for yes. her mm-hmm. to come back and damn dad what the heck yeah that's and so when she went off yeah when she went off you know it was just a different and we move different you know i have a different empathy and like you say um because i'm the protector right Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i want them to know i'm the king of the house and um not from a king perspective you got to serve me right like just know Mm -hmm. it's a pecking order and everything we do to a point you know there's a hierarchy and Mm -hmm. so we need to understand them hierarchies and how that how that role, you know what I mean? Like you said it. Now, like I might do the dishes, cook, cut the grass, all these things. So I, I don't want to inconvenience her, right? I want to make it better. So you ain't got to worry about that. You know, I don't want us to have discussions about you doing too much and kids yep. and everything. Yep. On your, nah, mm-hmm. my mom didn't do that. My mom told me how to cook, clean, do all yep. those things. So when I went to school, I felt comfortable doing that. And mm-hmm. so um, I understand it, especially from a coaching standpoint. Coaching is not the easiest job in the world people think it's easy and everybody want to be the armchair coach <laughs> but yeah you know, yeah the x's oh, and o's the x's and o's come easy you know oh, it's the my God. it's the mm-hmm. kid peers what they dealing with how mm-hmm. they dealing with do you see them can you can you give them a smile when they need it mm-hmm. um, like you say in the morning our daughters our people are getting up to see what kind of mood you in if i'm not smiling it's probably not a good day and I make sure that they see that every day. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what we should do to everybody mm-hmm. out in our community. If I see you as a brother, I should, like, I got a lot of brothers put their head down when they walk past me. You don't have to put your head down mm-hmm. when I walk past you, you know? We should always nod and acknowledge each other because we brothers and we coming through that. And, and that should never, you know, I got a counter now. I tell my wife I got a counter. So if I walk past somebody and they put their head down, don't talk to me. I count somebody. Like, oh. damn, man, don't do that because I'm not doing anything. You might see me in a shirt and tie, but I guarantee you that shirt and tie and that them pants probably didn't cost no more than $25, $30. Because <laughs> I went to JCPenney and I found that tie for like six. I found that shirt for like seven. And I found them pants it for like 20. Good, yeah, it you know what I'm trying good, to say? Yeah. So just because I look that way don't make me no better than yes, you. Yes, sir. Who, you know, mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? I want them to know that. And like, you and can he's, do this he's right, too, because when I see them up at Women's, <laughs> like, we just we just started chopping it up. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, for sure. He, he was. 
Yeah. Will man. talks. Will has no <laughs> like, problem what's saying up? what's up. Yeah. Like, come on, man. So, but yeah. Just extending that kindness and those like good vibes out. So I like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty antisocial, so I like. Berkey is a is a young, young, I would call her a young mom. Yeah. Yeah, very young mom that is uh, trying to get it, trying to take over the world. She runs a business too. Okay. So, um, I don't, no questions. Just enjoying it. I had thought of one, but I lost it because I was just like, um, <laughs> absorbing all of this. So you guys Berkey, got some Berkey time. Is the creep. I got a lot to learn. <laughs> She's the creep of the podcast. Okay. Berkey says, "Home of the honeys." Yeah. Um. Have. Have you, did you ever watch Breakfast Club um, interviews with Charlemagne the God, a radio interviews, oh, or yeah. have you ever watched The Pivot? I've just it's, seen some of the, some of the videos. Uh, well, Berkey is the one that will say the most outlandish things, <laughs> to, and and usually it's what everybody's thinking. She has no qualms about saying it, so I'm interested. Might take it. Yeah. <laughs> so th this interview is a little bit different because mm -hmm. we haven't, that door hasn't been opened. Oh, so sure. I don't yeah, know. I was I don't like, know. I don't know. No <laughs> there was at one point I was going to make a joke and I was like, I don't feel like this is vibing oh, you that way you right made the now. Joke. Will, Will is cool. You could have made sure. the joke. I don't remember what it no was doubt. anymore. Um, what is. It was probably something Buddy liked. Basketball coach, where are you always going to stay at La Follette? Is that the plan? Or do you have bigger goals and aspirations? Maybe when the youngest is not in school. So what what are we doing with that? Man, you know, um, I am going to be um, as good as a coach as I am as my youth program. So that's kind of what I'm focused at with our youth at La Follette. You know, I don't see myself going to college and doing it um, just because it's um, it would be nice. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. So if I if I had the opportunity to rewind. I would rewind and be a high school or college coach. Mm -hmm. I would be that would be my job. All I do all day, look at video, yeah. break down plays, <laughs> get the game plan ready. Yep. <laughs> I would do it all day. Like I miss that moment. That's one of the moments. You know, my old coach always they call it a bore, bag of regrets. Mm. That's what he laid on us all the time. And so I regret when I got done at UWO Claire, I became a student assistant coach, and I probably could have like landed. A job there mm -hmm. if I understood in the moment that I was in like plan out mm -hmm. had his plan be a part mm -hmm. of that and do mm -hmm. that you know what I mean cuz I would love to coach at my old alma mater right and so um I don't plan to go nowhere I got a seven-year-old I'm coaching her team already it's like second third grade <laughs> so I can go on all levels I can get down here or I can go up here yep. it don't matter to me um, so I'm, I'm cultivating them. Uh, my daughter, I coached her. My older daughter, I coached her and the crew of girls since kindergarten. They was number eight in the state last last season. You know, they were a heck of a team. Um, three of them in the top 50 in the state. You know, so um, we produce girls. And um, that's the beauty of it because I get to see them grow every day. Mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of kids can't see the growth in that moment. Yeah. Like right now when we coach, right, you can see somebody. Yes. Do they form better mm -hmm. or start to calculate what you was giving them the combo mm -hmm. or whatever, you know? So I love seeing that. Um, so I'll be able to follow it. I have a love for La Follette. I didn't know, like you say, I'm in this city, didn't mm -hmm. know it. But the love I have for this, for this school, you know, mm -hmm. coaching them, like I throw the L's up everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's just what it is. And um, I love it. I love it to death. So I'll do it as long as my work and my family allow it. Um, it's a beautiful thing, and so I just get a joy. Uh, that's how I play basketball now. <laughs> that's like how I'm on the court, mm -hmm. being able to put my plan into play, and hopefully the team follows the plan, and um, you know they'd be successful. But we have been for Lafollet. You know, I had a, it was a losing season before I got there, and we've only mm -hmm. grown from there. You know what I mean? And the and the culture there with the kids. So I'm excited about this year. You still get on the court with them. Show me that you can still hoop a little bit. I will with the girls. I will with the girls. I don't do it as much. Like in practice, if I'm down, like we got nine players we need to end, I'm definitely going to jump in there. But I don't get up and down with the boys um, anymore because um, my doctor was like, if you want to like play 
or a walk when you get older, you know, you might want to take it easy on your knees because mm. they're just bad from playing yeah. on the concrete stuff. So I'm not able to, because I used to play three or, three or four times a it's week. It's rough on your knees. Like yeah. the running and like quick movement. Oh, like, man. oh, Lord. Yeah. And I was a little guard, you know, I was a shooting guard. So stopping and starting was mm -hmm. a lot for me. And when I was in Gary, like when school let out, like, man, me and my guys was looking for every court until like eight, nine o'clock, until the sun went down. Mm -hmm. We was trying to find every court and go try to run it. We wouldn't get on without <laughs> each other. You know what I mean? We waiting like, where you at? You know, <laughs> you know, all that, man. So I missed that. You know, that's changed in Madison too. You know, a lot of kids don't play no yeah. more mm -hmm. like we used to. So, you know, a lot of basketball activities happen. Mm -hmm. People think that's engagement, but a lot of young people don't, don't hoop like we did because these courts used to be packed all the time. Yeah. But social media, AAU, has definitely taken over, yeah. taken over the game. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, I'm gonna be at La Follette, man. I'm gonna be there, hopefully until my little one get there. That's um, if up. not, it's all good. Um, what I am doing is like, I'm make sure whoever takes that job, you know, you're they're gonna have a good foundation. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it's not just about me. Mm -hmm. um, it's about the next person and yeah. having them ready to step into something that's successful. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I'm gonna make sure that's gonna happen and um, set up the youth program where, you know girls are feeding into that program. They're excited about the program. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited because I've been able to engage some young girls right now. I've had some open gyms at the Y on the east side and um, ran into some newer girls. So we're going to get some stuff in play, you know, because um, that's another thing. People was like, La Follette suck and this and that. And I was like, they're not going to suck forever, y'all. Like, we're going to put the time and energy in this, and they're going to be something you're going to deal Number with. Number eight ain't... Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's, oh, for that's sure. something. No, Three yeah. top 50? For sure. Man. For sure. And the Madison School, man. Like, Madison Schools is the dump. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I say that not in a way to, like, down Madison mm -hmm. School. I love the administration um, that's in there right now and trying to do things and, and but trying in to comparison. get kids. But to comparison to other schools and mm -hmm. stuff, you know, you know, what do you expect our kids to be, you know, if... If this space is dumpy, what do you expect the kids yeah. to be? Like, people thrive in spaces, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Like, if it's vibrant, beautiful, and whatever, hopefully they keep it up. But you have a different pride and respect mm -hmm. about things. And we're getting that. You know, LaFala is about to get a brand new gym and stuff. So that's exciting for me. Yeah. So kids that's coming in are going to be excited about it. Yeah. Like, utilizing this gym. It's fresh and this, paint. Yeah. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. Like, in this Hell weight room. Yeah. Like, 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 let's do it. You know, so I'm very excited about that. And, um, you know, it helps me stay connected with kids. Mm. Coaching does. You know what I mean? So. Anything that helps me stay connected, because my daughter helped me stay connected, too. It's like she's growing up middle school, mm -hmm. high school. She knew the music. Mm -hmm. She yep. knew the, like, apps and, you know, just everything <laughs> that was going on. You know Able what to I mean? keep you young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In so, a digital, digital Exactly, age. you yeah. know. And so yeah. the seven-year-old can, but it's just a little different. But um, I look, I'm excited about the engagement after COVID. COVID was tough for all yeah. of us. And um, coming back and trying to connect with kids is gonna be tough because, mm. and I want I want some of our toughest kids. A lot of people are like go out and say they want to work with kids, but they want kids that want to come to your program, want to do listen these well. And, yeah, yeah, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. But I'm th I'm talking about guys that really is having a hard time. That you know gonna blow me off four or five times, mm. but I'm still gonna come back and, and try yep. to and grab you and get you. Mm -hmm. um, them the dudes I want to be in front of right now. And can't nobody say that I wasn't trying to do that in this mm -hmm. community because that's what, like you say, you came to the gym. A lot of people seen it. And on top of that, all the things that I've been doing in this community, I think a lot of people just expect, like sometimes, like black men to, to carry that weight and do that work. But you say, you know, you ain't gave me about three dozen roses today, right? And I appreciate that because you're like, man, what you ain't done. It's un, it's un, it's untouchable. Like yeah, we talking about kids. It's a legacy. Doing products and putting it in the store. Who, yeah, who, who, who's doing that? <laughs> like right, like that's a process in itself. Yes, and I can take you through that process. Right, like I'm there on the ground and see them doing that work. And like you say, I planted the seed and, mm -hmm. and watched it come through that. And that's that's not an easy task on what we've done. But they just wait five years from now. They'll be talking about what we've done in this city. Um, you know, mayor's legacy, whoever in office, they'll be talking yes. about that. And like I say, they'll be talking about how do we replicate that in our city. We'll be on panels in other places. And I'm that. calling that out. Well, that's, for the next five years, we're going to be boosting you up. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to for God. Real. I love for it. Real. I love for it. It's just... For real. So, it's amazing. So it's amazing. Here, here's a question for you. 
my last question, and this is probably going to be the most important question you've been asked this whole time. So I want you to understand and make sure you answer carefully. Is it going to be something dumb? (laughs) Who would win? Between you <laughs> and your daughter. Nah. Who's winning that game? Nah. For real. Who's winning that game? <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you from two points. I'm going to tell you from two points. And I always tell the kids. And I go back to my old high school coach all the time. 70-30, right? So, 70-30. When you play the game, the game is 70% mental. Yep. 30% mm-hmm. physical. Mm-hmm. From a mental standpoint, she don't have enough capacity to kill me <laughs> on the court, right? So, angles... Where I need to go yep. to beat her, I can beat her. Mm-hmm. Physically, she can take me. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt in my mind that she could probably get down and, and get that off. But from a mental state, yeah. I know what angles to maybe push her where she couldn't mm-hmm. beat me. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yep. So it's well, definitely with the coaching. Um, but too, yeah, like now shooting, I, I taught her how to shoot. That is my specialty. Old white dude from Gary, Indiana was the master. And so she can definitely probably get me mm. at that point. You know, she um she broke the high school record. She broke our high school record. She's our leading three point shooter at La Follette. Oh hell yeah! Um, she broke a season sing, single season record for threes at La Follette, and um, a single game career she hit eight threes in the game. So damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she is something. She damn, is, yeah, I can't even is. hit one, my she guy. <laughs> like, yeah, she 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 definitely. You um, see why this man is so special? <laughs> yeah. Everything something. he's doing in the community, a husband, a father, like hell yeah, man. Yeah. Just beautiful energy. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love what you're doing. Yeah. Appreciate that. That was my last question. That was that was. I'm in awe. I don't. <laughs> why are you in awe? It's just amazing. It's amazing to hear. Because it, like, it's not stuff you hear about. And, like, just being able to bring this and hopefully get it out to more people and let them know that this, like, it's out there. Mm -hmm. And just, we got to help the kids. Like, it's so beautiful. Yeah, stop looking at me. Stop. I don't like you looking at me like that. Look at the, look away. (laughs) Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. You know, I hope people, I think people always feel the energy. And feel, you know, the passion. You know, I've never did a presentation where people didn't feel my passion for the kids and the people I work with. You know what I mean? Because I think it means something. I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, when you're working with people, that's your most precious thing. It's like being a doctor, or you know, you're, you know, some pilot. You know, you got all these people's lives in your hands. Yes. And you got to make sure that you um, are equipped to take care of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and what our kids are missing. Is the love and, and the support they need, you know, because mm-hmm. um, you may miss the moment when we become adults. You know what I mean? Like it's our job to get the kids the stage and the platform to be great. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, oftentimes we pay money for technology or somebody that's creating apps. You hear about all this money being made when people are into like doing computers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we need to translate that somehow. That's why we have the teachers you know, shortage and things like that. We're not investing in the human capital mm-hmm. of people. We expect people to just be good or a mentor mm-hmm. and, and volunteer. And, and that's okay if you have the means, you know. When people volunteer, if people got the means to volunteer, they have more time to, you know, dedicate to that service and to mm-hmm. the, doing that. And you got people that don't have the means. They are struggling for our most precious thing is the time. Mm-hmm. Do I have the time to go do that, right? So you got parents that don't understand, like you gotta take the time to go see your kid mm-hmm. in whatever play or musical there mm-hmm. is because it means something. Kids mm-hmm. just think differently. And we missing the boat on that. And mm-hmm. so I don't miss the boat. You know, I study psychology. I'm happy I did. I'm a, I'm a social scientist, you know what I mean? Like I transpire with people and I see people and I, you know, I'm a Pisces too. I'm intuitive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I see things. Mm-hmm. I feel things before, you know, before, before it's even revealed. So, um, you know, that's that's where I lead my life, man. Um, and, you know, nothing is more serious than losing my mom at 46. I already told you I'm 51. And so, you know, sitting there in Gary, Indiana and watching somebody take their last breath, it's like, you know, what more serious could that be? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of people may take me in a way that I'm being competitive or I just have my way. If you're, my way don't vibe with the way you going, don't, mm-hmm. don't get mad at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, exactly. I'm just telling you what I've been through and what I'm going through. I don't, I don't need anyone. I, I'm not saying that I don't need people, but I know I need people. But I, if 
if me and you doing the work and I'm not, I don't hope for your demise or I'm not mm-hmm. stopping you from mm-hmm. getting your work. If you get into this work, mm-hmm. all I'm going to say, God bless you mm-hmm. because I know what you're going to have to sacrifice and give yep. up. And are you ready for the commitment? I've mm-hmm. seen people fall off and I know why they fell off. Because a lot of people, this work is not easy. Mm-hmm. It drains you. I'm trying to drive people to be their best. Sometimes I'm not at my best, you know, and I'm not perfect out in this world. I haven't been perfect, you know, but you got to have a drive to push people to be, mm-hmm. inspire people to be more. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just use my platform that God gave me to, like, inspire people and, um, you know, just um, be, be, you can be whatever you want to be. You know what I'm saying? And um, you got to be persistent. Mm-hmm. Nobody, Jay-Z, nobody, they, they they wanted to have that one hit wonder. They had to do it for years yes. before somebody heard that song mm-hmm. be like, ooh, that's fire. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just around the corner from that time, right? So everything I've done, the building blocks, I aligned it. I know that somebody gave us a half a million dollars half a million dollars to do some of the projects I'm doing right now, right? Like, I'm <laughs> coming from Gary, Indiana, and I didn't yeah. nobody give me a $20,000 check. He just, don't don't take a family vacation with this. You go help mm-hmm. the black men in the community. Yep. Like, what the hell? He gave me a $20 check to go do that, you know? He gave me that check on my day my daughter was born. I met this guy, philanthropist, at a coffee shop. $20,000. Say, you and family don't take a family trip. You say to say to young men in this school, I'm like, damn, wow. But I knew one thing, he believed in me as a black man, right? Um, running an organization. So it, it it means something when I'm when I'm out here doing this work. And um, you know, you just gotta make sure you pour that so people feel that, you know what I mean? So when people with me, they feel that and um that's why they support it. And nothing happens without a true relationship. Mm-hmm. Like nothing happens without a true relationship because people are watching you, they wanna see you. I, I knew a lady that was in Darwin for 10 years. She came to my office. She asked, you know, Friday. And she's like, she didn't watch me all this time. And I watched this lady. I don't know who this lady is. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, hey, we, we want to support you. It's a group, an Eastside group. So, um, there's, and I had I got to raise $150,000 um, by the end of this year, right? And um, it's like, we want to help you. She comes over, $25,000. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay. And this is just one lady, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? And I'm like, come on. And um, I was like just dumbfounded because the name of her organization is, has a human quality to it. It mm-hmm. has this specific mm-hmm. for like humans and mm-hmm. making it better and unity. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is crazy. So it's people out there, you know, you just got to line. And she would have never came my way if I wasn't walking this, mm-hmm. yes. walking this journey. And so it's, it's crazy, man, that, I mean, that she came through. Let me... Before we jump off, man, like, <laughs> I hope the people understand. I have never, I can only speak on me personally. I don't know everybody else's. I don't really care other <laughs> people's opinions. I've never heard any, I've never been told anything. All I know is that whenever we've chopped it up, whenever we've met, whenever we've done anything, it's always been love. And it's funny because we were talking about like aldermans in the area. And like I was legit thinking about running for Alder. Will's like, man, let's get it. Like he was, he was hyped. I was like, oh man, yeah, let's get it. Like this is the last second plan. Like I, oh, man, let, let, let's go. So, Will, let me instead of just talking like third person, you are one of the most incredible people that I've had the pleasure to get to know, and you inspire me, brother. Like, and the way I see people interact with you, the way I see young men and how I seen even at the library at that, that last meeting that Mm -hmm. watching these young women look up to you and the way man, you and your wife both are blessing to Madison and for sure the East side community and the Darbo community, sir. So kudos to you. I ain't, that, that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate all that you're doing. I'm definitely interested in hearing more and yeah. seeing, seeing your progress. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, no doubt. I definitely appreciate having the time. Um, definitely need to get something off my chest. Mm. You know, it's a good platform to just, you know, 
have a, have a discussion, man. Appreciate you man. Um, putting this info into the to the to the space, man. Let's get it. Where uh, can people find you, man? Um, we got a website www.mentoringpositives.org. Um, if you want products, you can go to our off the block dot store. Um, online a, store. Online option? <laughs> yeah. You didn't say this? No oh, my God. It. I'm getting so much fucking pizza. <laughs> no uh, doubt about it. And, um, yeah, you can find the pizza at Metcalf's um, Hilldale in Westtown and Willie Street North. And then the salsa is in all Willie Street co-ops, Metcalf's Hilldale, Westtown, and Regent Street Market. Hit them up. Um, so, yeah, you can find that. And when you get the products, you know, we, we sell the products, but some of the proceeds we put right back into the program because we want to. So the more products people get, um, the more we can like engage more youth and, and pay them hours and do things like that. So it was bro, I could probably live about. off pizza. <laughs> it was definitely something <laughs> we was thinking about for sure, man. So I definitely appreciate y'all. Man. man, well, thank you for joining us. This is Shy, <laughs> aka Mr. Get Your Buzz Up. I'm Berkey the Creep. You know how we do. Peace. All right. <laughs>